Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Hi there, friend. Thanks for being here with me today. I'm excited you're here. This week, my husband, Jeff, and I celebrate eight years of marriage. And when I say eight years, it surely doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, eight-year-olds are in like second grade. (laughs) So it seems like so young. But I feel like we have packed so much life into these last eight years of our marriage. We have had a lot of highs and a lot of lows lows I didn't know could be so low, and highs I never ever knew could have even existed. And some of those crazy hard moments, you guys, where I feel my heart saying, do I want to do this? Do I want to press in? My answer is always yes. The reality of anything different is not easier. It's not better. The lie and deception of the enemy would love to convince me that there's a better alternative. Have you ever felt like that? That life could be different or easier or less painful with someone else? I'm convinced eight years in that marriage is about staying power. The power to stay, the power to hold your ground, to dig in, to press into the hard stuff, to run toward conflict and find resolution. You can't afford to just (laughs) pout in the corner anymore after year eight. That is not going to fly. You got to walk into the storm together, committed to just being. I found in my own life that when I've been faithful to just sink in, to stay, to let myself feel everything I've been feeling, all of it, the weight of it all, God has been so faithful to meet me there, to meet us where we are at and bring everything we could ever need in that season, to bring restoration when we've needed it, to bring hope to bring healing, to bring joy, and to bring friendship. The Lord has continued to show me time and time again just how sovereign he is, just how much he loves me through this man that he sent me. Happy anniversary, Jeff. Okay, guys, you will remember a few really, really important key themes about your birth. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about birth here. It's one of my passions in life. But did you know you are going to remember if you had a voice or felt heard or respected more than anything else or any other detail of your birth experience? And everyone out there who's had a had a baby before can totally attest to that. I want to help prepare you to feel respected and supported throughout your birth experience. If you've been listening today and you're pregnant, I have something just for you. My husband, Jeff, and I have created an online childbirth course we would love for you to go check out. I would be so honored to be invited into your home to encourage you and help you navigate your birth experience. So head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enter the promo code podcast because there's a special, special goodie for you at checkout for $50 off the cost of the course. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. So head on over yourbestbirthcourse.com. Good things are coming your way. My friend, life is just too short to let someone else live your dream. I mean, come on. 
Don't let someone else live those dreams the Lord has put inside of your heart today. Sometimes I feel like I'm wrestling with God, like fighting my flesh, which is such a Christianese thing to say, which really all that means is that I'm wrestling this selfish, prideful part of my heart that wants to do things my own way, my own timing. I want my dreams to come to fruition in my own time, in my own way. Sometimes I find myself just in this place where I am battling God and I'm so quickly overwhelmed with what goes on around me. And all I need to do is to just let God win. He's already going to win. We know that. If you're a Christ follower, you know that he has already claimed victory over sin and death. He's already won every battle I'm going to face. I just need to surrender to him, surrender to his perfect love, his perfect peace, his perfect will for my life. That kind of surrender will always bring success. And sometimes you guys, I dream these crazy big dreams. And then I look at my life, the everydayness of my life, and I'm so quickly overwhelmed with all that I'm responsible for. And I think, ah, I can't do it. Or I don't have time to do it. I don't have the margin for that. And I just wrestle in my spirit with the how. But golly, my friend, the Lord will be so faithful to work out the details of your dreams. I know he's doing that in me. We get one life. Oh, how I am so much more aware of this than I ever have been before. We get one shot, one opportunity to go big and live the dreams the Lord has put in our heart. Sometimes I find myself just wanting to go hide with Jesus somewhere. No one else can find me. Maybe that's just part of being a wife and a mama in this season. People need me. That's not going to end anytime soon. And it's not a bad thing. I just find my spirit so desperate to run away from it all and hide in the shelter of my Savior's arms where nothing can touch me. And you know what happens when I do, when I go to that place, my special place with Jesus, and he washes me with his hope, with dreams, with visions, with joy, and I'm able to go back out and pursue and chase those things the Lord has put inside me. I'm able to be with people who need me, and I'm not overwhelmed. I must surrender to his loving arms first if I ever want to see my dreams become a reality. My way is just okay. It's mediocre, but his ways will always surpass mine in greatness. There is hope. There is joy. There is peace in following Jesus, my friend. He's got good things for his ladies. His ladies. He has dreams for your future these beautiful, perfect gifts he's wrapped up in you that he wants to share with the world. He wants to share you with the world. So press in today, my friend. Our Jesus will be right there waiting for you. All right, you guys, I'm so excited for you to meet my friend Catherine Floyd today on the show. Catherine is a mama to three boys, and she has three babies in heaven. She's married to her husband, Tom. You guys are just going to love Catherine's personality, her story, and her sweet laughter. I love this friend. She has journeyed through so much in her life, and I know you guys are going to be so inspired by this woman. You might just find yourself today laughing and crying in this episode. Catherine talks about her sexual abuse, the journey she's been through, and having a baby uh, as a single mom. She talks about getting married, saying goodbye to her sweet Macy girl much sooner than she anticipated. 
It's a great episode. You guys are going to love the strength and the perseverance and the faithfulness of this woman that you're going to hear in her story. So let's get her on. Here we go, guys. Okay, Catherine, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. This is so fun. Yes. I love like quality time with my friends. So this just fills my heart so much. Me too. I'm excited. It's my pleasure. Yay. Okay. So tell our listeners, the people listening, who is Catherine Floyd? Like, what are you about? What's your family look like? Like, introduce yourself to us. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I'm about my family. <laughs> yes. Preach. Um, uh, let's see. So I am Catherine and I am a mom of three boys. They um, all have their birthdays in February and March. So they just turned seven and eight. And um, that's Silas and Asher. And then Hunter will be 19 um, next Saturday. Wow. Yes. So seven, eight, 19. So that's fun. So two boys, 13 months apart. And and then, of course, a big age gap of 10 years. Yeah. So that's fun. And I have a wonderful husband, Tom. And that's me. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. What do you, what do you do for your, for your life? Like, do you work? I do. I work at Foursquare Church here in Puyallup and I've been there for a little over six years. So, so I'm crazy. That's a long time. No, it actually went by um, quick. Roger just said to me the other day, he's like, do you know how long you've been here? I'm like, oh yeah, six years. Okay. Um, so I love it. I love it. It gets better and better all the time. It really, really does. Um, I'm in a really good spot in life in general. Um, so I work there and I do, um, I'm the office manager and human resources, and then I used to do finances for all of the six years, but that recently, um, my job just changed a little bit, so I don't do that anymore at the last couple weeks, but um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I really do. That's awesome. Okay, so I guess technically you're the second person that is on staff at Foursquare that's been on my podcast because Nicole oh, yeah, Gibbons. Nicole, yeah. I just, yes. just figured that out. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. So if you yeah, haven't heard, cool you do, you do. So if yeah. you haven't heard Nicole Gibbons episode, I will link to her episode in the show notes. You got to go back and listen to that one because that's a good one too. I love it. Okay. I was just looking at it last night. Oh, you were. Did you listen mm-hmm. to that episode? You don't have to. I haven't. I was looking yeah. through them all. I've listened to a couple. Oh, am I allowed to say that? I haven't listened it's to them all. Fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're off the show, Catherine. <laughs> Can't be on. Oh, no, funny. it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's all it's all good. Now you just got a lot to catch up on. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So tell us, like, how did you meet your husband? Like, how did you <laughs> fall in love with him? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a fun story. <laughs> hey, I'm all asking. about fun stories here. So we met on the internet. You knew that. Yeah. Did, did I know that? I, I don't know. know. Back in the day when it was kind of new where people were still like, oh, the internet? Like now I think people do it all the time. Like there's right. a million websites and I think everyone's right. like, oh yeah, I'm going on a date from whatever. Yeah. Um. So we met in 2000 or we got matched on eHarmony.com. I mean, it was Christian. So we are fine, right? It was sure. Safe? I don't know. Probably not. But um, it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> did it worked out so we met on eHarmony I had worked in an all women's gym at that time 
time, lived in a small town, went to a small church. There was no men, and I was 30. There was no <laughs> men. Dang it. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Almost 30 at that point, I guess. A friend of mine bought me like a little gift certificate. Anyways, so we got matched. And I thought he was from Portland, Oregon, but he was from Portland, Maine. Ah, and, minor um, detail. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, yeah, I'm over here, you're over there. I'm like, yeah, same. So that was the end of that. But he was nice. And I didn't do that. I just did that like for that month or couple weeks or whatever it was. And same with him. That was when there was like MSN Messenger. So if you had yes. like a contact in your computer, it'd pop up there online and like you could chit chat or whatever. I had moved like fast forward like four or five months later to Bellingham for so it was my first time ever away from the town I grew up in and I was living with my sister and I had no life I would chat on her computer on Saturdays and he worked for um, a gym and he had college students that worked for him and the summertime they all went home and he didn't have anyone to work this Saturday shift Mm -hmm. so he had no life and I had no life so we just chatted all day on Saturdays so good Anyway, so that was that. And then we, of course, started talking the film. Two years later, I decided we had been talking for so long. We just needed to like either meet or not. And we met and fell in love. So did he like fly to you or how did that work? He's so lame. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did not. I flew there. And which was fine. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you all my stories. That's kind of the idea. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I went on a missions trip, actually. And when I went on a missions trip, I came back and we were talking and he said, I missed you while you're gone. And I was so excited to see you when you came back. He's like, but then I realized we just still get to talk. So we should meet. I'm like, yeah, we should. So I bought a plane ticket for like, That was like September for like um, New Year's time. And then he had family coming in town for New Year's. And he got really like nervous and he didn't want to tell them because they didn't know. He'd been talking to some girl from Seattle for two years. So he just stopped talking to me. (laughs) So I canceled my plane ticket. And then that was Wow, that's like crazy. (laughs) Come on, Tom. I know. He's going to kill me. A year later in 2007, we got engaged. A year and a half later in 2008, we got married. And this June, we'll celebrate our 10-year anniversary. So That's awesome. Yeah, super. It's been really good. A long, crazy. It's wild to think about how much has happened in two yeah. years. Yeah. Like, the Lord has been faithful and good, and marriage is good. And it's better today than it was 10 years ago. But I'm like, oh my gosh, how do we pack all of that into 10 years? I know. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> Yes, it is. We're going to go celebrate in Cancun this year. So fun. So that'll be great. That'll be awesome. Okay, so Mm -hmm. talk to me about you have a 19-year-old son. I mean, Hunter Mm -hmm. is 19 now. Like, what was that season like in your relationship with Tom when you were kind of like explaining? Like, did he know you had a son like right off the get-go? Yeah, right away. Right away. Yep. So since it was on the internet, you just put it all out there, I guess, in your little profile. Yeah. Actually, I think my profile picture was me and him. Yeah, he was, uh, what would he have been? Like, well, I don't know, like seven, eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't have an issue. I asked too, and we talked and he's just like, oh yeah, it's fine. So we were both, I mean, older, like close to 30, which is not old by any means. But at that point, 
some people have kids, some people don't. Like, you know, it's just kind of how it goes. So it wasn't like, it didn't even really actually be a big deal. I met him two times before he met Hunter. That's actually how I knew he was the one. Like, Hmm. I had kind of, like, thought. And then his first interaction with Hunter, it, like, fit better than me and him fit almost. It was just, like, so good. And, of course, when I was praying for my husband, I was praying for a dad for Hunter, you know, or, you know, it just fit. And I was so confident actually at that time I was like, Oh, this for sure is good. That's amazing. Yeah. It's been fun too. Like over the years, like it's not been easy. It's hard as they got, he got older, you know, like, cause they're just different. Mm -hmm. Um, but the fun thing is, is there's been a lot of times where Tom, um, has a lot of similarities in communication to Hunter. Maybe it's just a guy thing and I'm a girl and emotional, but there's times where I just have struggles and they just get each other. And it's like, you know, it's no different. It's just super, it's special. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, totally. Totally. So good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your birth story with Hunter. That was actually really not, I mean, I was young. I was 21. Um, I was in a really, really, really toxic, abusive relationship. So um, it wasn't, I mean, I was just kind of on my own. My life was pretty not well. I lived a life of just always um, just not healthy environments. And at that point in my life, my relationship was mentally and sexually like very abusive. It was just interesting to navigate really hunter it was interesting actually the birth story the hospital i had him in it was they very much treated me like a teen mom and like i didn't matter i always remember like i didn't feel like i had a voice i didn't feel like i had a say i didn't feel confident i didn't have a support system i didn't have you know really my family at that point in my life so having no family being in a relationship that was controlling I had no friends so it was really Mm -hmm. kind of just so isolating yeah it was and I wasn't I mean like people know me now I'm pretty outspoken and bold and strong but that was like extreme opposite of what I used to be I ended up having a c-section with Hunter and it was because I just didn't understand and I didn't have a voice for myself I had been in labor for a long period of time and they asked me to have him a c-section I didn't really understand much about birth at all, really, or being yeah. a mom, but I knew that I just didn't want to have one. I didn't really know why, but then they kind of scare tacted me into it and basically said that I was being selfish, and, wow. and they didn't say that in a roundabout way. They told me I was being selfish wow. and that um, I was putting my baby's life in danger and I had to have a C-section, so I had a C-section and that was that. Wow. Was that tough? Like, what was that recovery like? Like, I can only imagine the emotions of all of that. Like, that had to have been so hard. I don't really remember much, to be honest with you. My whole life at that point in my life is kind of just blurry. I was young and I didn't have anything else going on in my life. So it's not like I had to, like, take care of a home or a husband Mm -hmm. or other kids or much. And I was young, so I had a lot of, you know, energy and, you know, whatever, like, it was still birth, but it wasn't like I had other life things that I had to like try and do at the same time. So I do remember it took me like two weeks before I could do much of anything. So I pretty much, I think just laid with my baby at home for two weeks. Were you by yourself at home? Like when you went home from the hospital? 
No, so I was with um, him. So I stayed with his dad. We weren't together, but I didn't really have any place to live. I had been living mm-hmm. in my car and different stuff like that. So actually, I rented like a little trailer in my grandma's property for a while. But yeah, anyways, I was at his dad's house. So that was that. It wasn't until later that I realized what a cesarean really right. meant and sure. effects that it had as I got older. But yeah. Sure. Okay, so fast forward, you and Tom are together. You've got yes. Hunter. At what yes. point were you guys like, let's have a baby together? Or was that <laughs> even a conversation? No, <laughs> never in my life has that been a conversation. <laughs> I was thinking about that um, yesterday, like going into this. And I was like, oh, man, I see these stories of like, oh, I think we're going to try. And sure, sure. Or whatever. That literally has never been my story. <laughs> I don't do very well with birth control. Like I don't do well with my body doesn't do sure. well with any kind of anything really never has like even when I've gotten like my wisdom teeth pulled out and had to have coating for the pain I was oh. like throwing up and oh, like, wow. nothing ever my body doesn't like things that are not supposed to be there I guess I don't know so we got married and you know you're supposed to start having birth control before you get married <laughs> so that you can get married and you know have sex and not have babies well <laughs> They were all like messing up my body and yeah. so I switched, well, went on our honeymoon and made a baby. So made a baby on our I honeymoon. I birth control, but it didn't really work. And so they had me like on a really low dosage. Okay. So we went and she was due literally 40 weeks to the day of when we got married. <laughs> Whoa. You were like so like spot on. <laughs> it doesn't even, I don't even know how that works. But anyway, well, I mean, I do. <laughs> I do. I think you know a little bit about it. <laughs> we figured it out. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about Macy and yes. her whole story. Yes. Macy was a surprise. I was super sick, super sick. And it was fine. Like in my life, I always was like, well, I mean, I was already a mom. So really even talking about when you're having to have kids, going to have kids was like, I don't know. I was already a mom and my kid was almost 10. Yeah. So it wasn't like, and we were 31, 32. So it wasn't like we were planning on not having kids for a long time or anything. So you were like, let's do this. We got this. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was fine. The only hard part was I was so sick. I've never been with any of my pregnancies that sick. Hmm. And I was so sick that um, I lost so much weight. I couldn't keep anything down. Hmm. I don't know if that summer, if it was just my memory or if it really was, but I think it was 120 degrees that entire (laughs) summer. (laughs) I was so hot all the time. Life was just really, I was really sick. And I was newly married. We didn't live together. We didn't even live in the same state together. Wow. So here I am trying to like fall in love with this man and like be a wife. Yeah. And have this, you know, get to know him and go on dates. And we had a nine-year-old or 10 or whatever his birthday falls. And I was pregnant and crazy. So that was real setting us up for success. (laughs) Yeah. We started out the gate real hot here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So when it was good, it was fine. I mean, we were super excited. I was really excited to have a little girl. Fast forward to December 4th. I woke up that day and just something was different. Well, okay, back up a couple weeks. I just kind of knew. I really feel like the Lord prepared me for what was going to happen. I mean, I don't feel like that. I know. I'm confident Mm -hmm. the Lord prepared me. I started having just like, I don't know, you can just like 
instincts, your mm-hmm. mom, you just kind of know. And I hadn't felt her move. I worked for a chiropractor at that time. And there was a girl who was a patient um, that came pretty consistently. And she was pretty much the exact as far as long as I was. Hmm. And I remember saying something to her one day. We were just chatting. We always would talk about it since we were the same and both having girls. I mentioned that I hadn't felt Macy move. And she's like, oh, does that bother you? And I was like, no. And I remember thinking, like, I just said, my no was kind of different. It wasn't like, mm. oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. Or it wasn't like, yeah, kind of, but I'm just going to say no. It was right. just like, kind of like, a, nope, I got this. Like, I'm good. Like, mm. it'll be fine, kind of no. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Not really knowing at the time, but kind of knowing something. But no, at no point did my mind think, it was she was not moving and things weren't well. Like I just remember being like, I got this, whatever it was. So that day, Tom always came to me with my appointments. Mm -hmm. And I think he just said, do you want me to go with you? I was like, no, I'll be fine. I just remember waking up that day and the whole day, like it was me and the Lord. Like I was like, I'm fine. I can do this. I got Mm -hmm. this. It'll be okay. It really actually doesn't even do it justice to like explain it. But I remember specifically like the feelings of the day of like, it was just me and the Lord that day. And Mm -hmm. I went to work and I would go to my doctors on my lunch break. We lived in Yelm. I worked in Lakewood. My doctor was in Tacoma. Oh, because I was having a V-back. Because oh, yeah. I was staring with Hunter and I was having a V-back. And so I was going to St. Joe's and there was a doctor there that would do V-back. So I'd go on my lunch break. I mentioned it to the doctor, the nurse, and she was like, oh, does that bother you? And I was just like, nope. And I remember I didn't want to talk about it. She's like, does it bother you? And I was just like, nope. I wasn't very talkative. I was very closed off. It's funny that everyone asked you, does that bother you? Yeah, exactly. Well, I did have a doula too at that point. Um, Patty, my favorite. She's amazing. Not my, you're my favorite doula. <laughs> Patty is amazing. <laughs> Patty was my she doula. Is. So I she love her too. She me so many times. Yeah. They couldn't find a heartbeat, couldn't find a heartbeat. You know, they get all weird. They stop talking. Their eyes get strange. They start... You know, you just know at that point. And you're like, someone just say something. But no, they don't. So then I had to be moved to another room. And then the doctor came in. And then he asks the lady across the room, not the one right next to him, across the room, why I'm laying there with my belly open. Is she by herself? I'm like, honestly, like, I'm here. (laughs) Do you see anyone else? (laughs) But also it was like, I felt like they were never talking to me. They're always talking to each other about me in like this code language, you know? Hmm, So they're like, is she by herself? And the lady's like, yeah. And they're like, "Um, okay, we're going to step out. So everybody left me. I called my husband. I said, something is wrong. You need to come. And I said, they can't find a heartbeat. I remember the doctors came back in. Still didn't say anything. No one's told me this at this point. Something's wrong or there's no heartbeat or whatever. I just know. I just can figure out what's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly, but he tried to say something to me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. Like, my husband's already on his way. They told me there's we can't find a heartbeat. It's okay. Like, it's probably fine. Our machines aren't that great. You know, we're going to send you across the way to the hospital. They're going to have a bigger ultrasound, you know, mm-hmm. person or whatever. But that was like at noontime and I didn't actually have, no one actually said something was wrong till 4.30 that day. Wow. He doesn't have family here and I'm not have a lot of family. 
So my boss at the time, I worked for a chiropractor, Dr. Tai, who was amazing and loves the Lord and loved our family. I remember, if you've ever been to like St. Joe's and Tacoma General and there's like a bridge like pathway that goes over the street mm-hmm. and there's a little bench and so we just sat there and I called him. That's the first time I said it out loud like something. I just lost it right there in that little breezeway. So we had an ultrasound later that day and they said that um, the baby had passed, Macy, so I needed to go give birth. The doctor knew that I had been having, wanted to have a VBAC, so he wanted me to have a vaginal birth so that I could have a VBAC next time I was having kids. Mm-hmm. And he said I would be most, that's right, I was at St. Joe's, but he said I would be more successful at Tacoma General. I remember calling Patty, and Patty's like, you can wait, you don't have to do it today. But I just couldn't imagine walking mm-hmm. around with her not alive inside of me because, I mean, I was big. I was pretty far along, and I could see my belly. At, like, I mean, I was pregnant. Everybody knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. You had Macy. What were those, yeah. like, first couple hours like with her? My one thing that I wish I could change out of all of it would be those first couple hours after I had her. So as we're checking in, everyone thinks I'm in labor. Nobody knows that I'm not having a baby that's alive. And that is like very traumatic. They need to figure something out Mm. because I remember being in like a wheelchair and like, oh, congratulations. And then my husband's like, oh, no. And I remember we go up to the room and the ladies at the counter were like, oh, this is so exciting. And my husband pretty much like, I looked at him like, can you fix this? If one more person says that to me, I'm going to lose my mind. Because it's only been, I mean, it's like 8.30. Then there's like, you go to your room and there's a rose on the door. So everybody knows when they walk into the door. The doctor said, you can have as much pain medication as you want. And I said, yeah, I'm not trying to do this natural. And I mean, there was no reason to do it natural. And um, oh, he said it was going to take me a couple days. I went in the room. And by the time I like got settled in, like, I think that's when I really just lost it, lost it. And me and my husband were in there by ourselves and it was cold and it was dark. It was just not very fun. It was still and just, I remember everything about it. And I prayed and I said, um, God, I will do this. I will do whatever you want me to do. I will do whatever comes my way. If this is going to be a testimony, if this is whatever it's going to be, I will do this. But I beg of you, please do not make me do this for two days. I do mm. not want to do it for two days. That yeah. is my prayer. Like, I just don't want to do this for two days. Yeah. He was faithful. He was so good. He honored that. I had her within a couple hours. And I kept wow. telling everyone I was going to give birth. And they said, oh, no, you just have to, you know, you're going to be here. This is going to take a long time. Mm. And the contractions were coming hard. They tried to tell me I had to go to the restroom. You know, I don't know. They just didn't think that I knew. Yeah. And I did. And so then I asked for pain medication. No one would listen to me. So I went in the bathroom and I delivered her myself. What? (laughs) Yeah. I have never heard that part of the story. Yeah. Right in the toilet. And then I called my husband. I couldn't look. I couldn't. I knew what happened, but I couldn't look. And so I called my husband and told him to call the nurse. And so they came in and he told them and they're like, no. And they went in. They're like, oh, my God. So <laughs> you have trouble listening. <laughs> I know. I was like, I remember my husband making a joke at some point, too. He's just like, well, you know, when Catherine is determined and, you know, she yeah. knows what she knows. That's got to be such Dang a surreal it. moment. It was. It really, really was. Like, I don't, 
I remember everything. Um, then my pain medicine kicked in that they had just given me. Not during that, but afterwards. And so I was really out of it. So when she was born, yeah. um, I was super out of it. I remember Tom handed me her and I felt like, I mean, she weighed two pounds or so. I don't even remember right this moment, weird enough. But I remember feeling like she weighed like 20 pounds. Like it was mm. so heavy for me to hold her. Mm. And so um, I didn't really spend much time with her. Because um, it was just a lot for me. Like, I just was really out of it. So we have lots of photos. The doula came at that point, and she, like, spent all kinds of time with Tom. We have little pictures of um, him holding her and putting on her dress and Mm. taking, like, putting his wedding ring. Oh, and I forgot to wear my wedding ring that day, my first time ever. Mm. So we don't have any of that. But we have his wedding ring with her and all that stuff. So they were kind. They let her stay in as long as we wanted I remember looking at her in the bed, but not holding her. I wanted out of there. I wanted to go home. Yeah. What was that next season like, like for you and Tom, working through and processing and grieving? And, and I don't think that I've ever been through something that was super tough, bad, peaceful time. Mm. From that week or two before, the Lord was with me on my journey, and he never, ever left me on my journey. Yeah. Um, I remember just being okay. My sister would beg to differ. She said I was loopy and not all there. <laughs> I think I was at peace, but she said I was just out of it. I remember at one time, like, mm, no, you just weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> She's oh, like, that's so funny. I remember talking to you, and you're like, yeah, her she's somewhere else I was fine like I took a month or two off of work it was actually a really difficult season for us anyway there was a lot going on in life that was kind of the cherry on top to like a really 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 tough season of the beginning of our marriage it kind of like that month got that was in 2008 when there was that giant snowstorm in Mm -hmm. Washington and no one could go anywhere so we couldn't fly home to Maine like we spent Christmas Day at the airport for hours and oh. had to take a city bus for like five hours back home. And so it was kind of wild just being there together. We were super close. He was such a trooper, like just there for me, anything I needed at any point. And yeah. um, super bonding, I guess. Like yeah. we just really connected and did life. And us not having a lot of people at that period of our life, we didn't really have a church family at that point. We didn't have either but have family. It was just me and him. And so going through that with me and him and the Lord, um, it was really an intimate time, I would yeah. say. You had this like us. trauma bond. Yeah. For our relationship with the Lord and with each other, um, it was really, really good. Special, I guess you would say, even if that sounds yeah. weird. How long did it take you guys to really start thinking about like having another baby? Oh my gosh. At least we didn't even get to think. (laughs) (laughs) There was no thinking again. I should have known. No. You know, we're still trying to figure out my birth control because we never figured it out. The first time. (laughs) Yeah. But at that point, we kind of got used to the idea of having a baby, of course, obviously. So we were um, trying to figure out my birth control, but didn't really care because we were like, well, we want to have a baby. We got pregnant within a few months. Oh, wow. Was that tough? Like so soon after Macy? Was that hard? Five months later. Five months. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. I was nervous. I actually couldn't be around babies. Yeah. For a very, very long time, like a couple years. 
if they were a little bit older, I'm t- like one or two months year old, I was fine or older. But infant, brand new babies, mm. it took me a really long time. And I, I didn't hold a baby girl till four years ago. So wow. it took me six years to hold a baby girl. You held yeah, in a row. Four or five. She was the first. I wasn't going to say that. What? Yeah, she was. I wasn't. I was like, oh, that's weird. But, wow. Yeah. You, Monroe yeah. was the first baby girl you held. Yes. And like wow. held and cuddled and spent time with. And, oh, Catherine. Um, yeah. Remember, she was so colicky and I came oh, over that one day yes. and so, spent that day with her. I had just yeah. had Monroe, you guys, and Catherine came over and I was like, you know, at that point, like she was probably like, you know, six weeks old or something like she was small still. And Mm -hmm. I was like, just sleep deprived. And she was so colicky and she just cried all the time. And just her tummy hurt her. And I was like, Catherine, will you just come over please for a little (laughs) bit? And like, I just napped like, and Catherine just held her while she cried. Yeah, it was fine. We went outside so Jeff could like work on your little back porch. You had like a little square patio type porch thing i was nervous though to have asher because i wasn't sure what it would be like but it was fine it was totally fine and i wasn't fearful either i was confident like i wasn't worried during this pregnancy i just never fearful this was never an issue of mine with anything about that i wasn't nervous it was going to happen again none of that i didn't ever struggle with any of that so that was really really great that's amazing with asher I wanted to have a VBAC. I had Patty again as my doula. I switched my doctors like um, two weeks before he was due. Two weeks, wow. three weeks before he was due. Way to yeah, go. Okay, so, so tell us, why did you switch? I was going to my same doctor that was going to do a mm-hmm. VBAC at the hospital. As I learned more and more, at this point, I was like, I was even more into like mm-hmm. my birth and wanting to have a good experience because Asher would have been my um, fifth pregnancy. We only talked about two, but that's fine. So there was two other ones in, around in between there before me, between Hunter and Macy. You had two pregnancy losses before Macy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. With Tom? Mm-mm. No, Catherine. No. There's so much. <laughs> I know my so life much. is kind of dramatic when I was younger. Uh, well, just a smidge, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It, um, Dang, it was girl. Wild. Um, yeah, that's a tough well, season. With hunters, with in that same like relationship, but, okay. Or wasn't even really relationship. It was just wild. But so I was like, okay, I'm going to have a good experience. Yeah. So he was willing to do a VBAC, but the percentage, um, as I started talking to like my doula and different people, the percentage of successful VBACs was not high. Like Mm. they would say that they would do, but if one little thing went wrong, then um, you'd have to have a cesarean again. And um, so that kind of made me nervous. So I found a doctor in Enumclaw that had a very, very high success rate and was really all about it. So I decided to go meet him and he was so great. He was amazing. He was an answer to prayer by anything. I enjoyed my appointments. I enjoyed him. It was like life-changing. Like I had no idea birth could be or your appointments or, oh, it was just so great. And the hospital was phenomenal. So I was good to go. And my birth experience with Asher was, it was so great. It was super great. So I went into labor with him early in the morning. Like I woke up on um, his due date 
And mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. And it was like <laughs> five in the morning. I called my doula and she said, well, you know, get in the bath. see if they That's stop. like Patty's like yeah. classic. Get in the bath. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, let's be honest. That's every doula's thing. When you yeah. call us the first time, we're going to tell you to get in the bath. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we know so you got I a little did, time. And nothing stopped. And Tom went to work, and I don't even know if he got all the way to work, and I told him to come back. So we lived in Yelm, and I had to drive to Enumclaw, so it was pretty far. I didn't want to labor at the hospital. I wanted to labor at home. I didn't know this until afterwards, but I guess I waited too long. (laughs) I guess. I had Tom lay down garbage sacks in the back and get sheets and blankets. She was worried that I wasn't going to make it to the hospital. Wow. But no one told me this. (laughs) Were you like in the, were you still, was Patty at your house at that point? No, she just met me at the hospital because um, like he was born by like noon. I think he was born half hour after I got to the hospital. Not like not very long, super quickly. Tom was calling them and they were calling like she's they were my contractions on the hospital like she's gonna come in this door pushing so be ready for her I I have (laughs) you guys oh my gosh I you don't have no idea how many labor and delivery nurses I've been talking to on the phone we're coming in hot just so you know (laughs) we're coming in real hot folks yeah it for sure was so we got in oh my gosh it was so painful he was 10 pounds, 12 ounces. All Dang, girl. Back. Yeah, I did it. Yes, and... you did. <laughs> That's like a badge I of honor if I've so ever heard one. I was proud of myself. Um, my experience was great. I think Patty, she would tease me as she's like, this was the easiest job she had because she got there. I wanted no one to talk to me, touch me or do nothing. She literally <laughs> sat in the corner in a chair. I told wow. her if I needed her, I would call on her. And Tom just stood right by me and I didn't want him to talk to me or touch me. I just needed to like think, concentrate, power through it and have this baby. And I did. And so, so strong. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was really, really good. It was a really great experience. The hospital, the doctors, my husband, like it was a good day. That's yeah. So cool. The okay. Lord was faithful to like restore yes, all that. It was. What was yeah. that moment like when you had Asher on your chest? Actually, I kind of the same thing I did with Maisie. I didn't want to hold him. He was so heavy. That was so much work. I was shaking. I was wow. shaking. My legs were shaking. My arms were yeah, shaking. Yeah, that adrenaline. Yeah, my whole body was just like shaking. I was like, I cannot do this. I didn't hold him right away. And then when I did, I actually don't remember. Is that bad? I don't no. really remember. It's kind of still like everybody's like going. You have to like then deliver like the presenter or whatever. Okay, so let's let's talk about your next baby. What, what was that like when you found out you were pregnant with Silas? Traumatic. The whole thing was traumatic. <laughs> traumatic. It's still traumatic to this day. Oh goodness, <laughs> Catherine. Boys, Thirteen months apart. I for sure was not. I was trying not to try. Like I was consistent with my birth control. My doctor even said, "Oh, you're breastfeeding. You just had a baby. You'll be fine." Lies. No, that was a lie. It was all lies. I was faithful at least every day I think that I am not made to have sex and not have babies it doesn't work <laughs> for me well, obviously you're doing all right now it was fourth of July so Asher was born on February 5th 2010 fourth of July 2010 I didn't work at the church but that's when we had city blast which for mm-hmm. those who are listening that don't know the big fairgrounds we rented it out and we had church there 
happened to be on a Sunday, so we went in the morning. We were supposed to go back for fireworks that night. We never made it back because I took a pregnancy <laughs> test and I was in my bed crying. Oh, <laughs> crying. No. And my husband will be crying for a few minutes and then he's like, it's okay. It's a baby. Like, it's a baby. I think he started getting worried because I was still crying. And I was like, <laughs> I have one. I, I already have one. one. Yeah, he's three months old. So three months postpartum. Because they're 13 months apart. Okay. Yeah. Because one was born February 5th of 2010, and mm. the other one was born March 15th, 2011. Wow. Super close. So pregnancy was, like, hard because I was right. breastfeeding, and I had a baby, and I was I had a, I had a baby. I yeah. literally had a three-month-old baby, and I was pregnant. I was exhausted. I was tired. My couple years of marriage were just full of babies yeah. <laughs> his birth you know I was like gonna have a be back again in the hospital I had my same doctor um he retired actually uh, not too long after actually my follow-up visits were with someone different because he retired hmm. I was just praying that I made it you know till he was could still do it the hospital was new they built a hospital during that time so I got to go into a new hospital it was only a few months old it was a little bit different. The one I got there and I got terrified. I had remembered all of the pain I had just been in 13 <laughs> months and I was terrified. So I came in even hotter than I was with Asher and I was oh, ready to have a baby. And they were telling me I had to like be hooked up and do all this stuff. And I was like, I need to push and I need to get the doctor. And they're like, oh, he'll be something, you know. So he came in. Wasn't even, like, ready for anything. I don't remember, but my husband told me, like, he didn't do anything. He had all his clothes on, his coat. Like, everything was just coming in to do a check on me. And literally just washed up and said, someone get me a gown now. And, like, <laughs> I had the baby. That's but the I best. remember the nurses, like, wanting to just, like, do their thing and all their stuff. And I was like, I need a baby. And I'm not doing this natural. I need drugs because it was painful. And then they said I couldn't have any because it was way too late. And So what um, were you doing at home that whole time? If you wanted an epidural, I didn't want one until I got there. Oh, okay. I was fine. fine. I was going to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Asher yeah. was great. I was doing this. I got there. I got in that hospital bed, put my legs up, and I was like, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, sister, <laughs> now we're just gonna going to do this down. and be done. I'm not doing this. Yep, not having this baby. I do not want to have it. I don't know what happened to me. I literally got terrified. Of course, I had a baby, and then it felt like everything that I wanted to do or wanted to have a voice in, they were really frustrated with me all day. And so then I got frustrated. So of course, they were more frustrated. So the day was really hard. Mm. And that night, all the know is they whisked him away in an ambulance to TG and said that I don't even remember, to be honest with you, what happened, because it was like every hour it changed. Mm. So he was not even I mean, he was born at like, Again, I went into labor at like five in the morning and he was born by like 1030, super wow. quicker than Asher by like, I don't know, 830 that night we were laying in bed and the routine nurse came to check in and left and they came back and didn't even give me time to think. They just like put him in an ambulance and took him away. Wow. So then I didn't get to see him. Like I have to pack up, get discharged. So I just get a baby. They discharge me so that I could go be with him. Then I have to wait for them to check him in. And wow. they had me go home, wait for them to call and say it was okay. Then they told me his heart was bad and all this stuff. So he was in the NICU for four or five days. And then you brought him home. 
it was great. So nothing was wrong. We had person after person come in. Again, a super special time for me and Tom. Very intimate. I remember actually walking across the parking lot with him, hand in hand at the hospital, of just loving spending time with my husband Mm -hmm. and just going through something else again, trusting the Lord and just knowing that he was going to be faithful. Maybe I liked having a date with my husband because we had a baby and we never had time alone because Asher was only a year old. But I was in the hospital and it was in the NICU, so people are all around. So I closed the curtain around me. I didn't care who was like right there. I started praying in tongues in the middle of the NICU and the Lord told me to hold out my hands. So I held out my hands and he told me to put them together like a cup when, um, so I did. So I held my hands out in front of me and then, um, he gave me a picture of Silas's heart in my hands, told me to lift it up to him. So I physically like put my hands with cup together with Silas's heart up to the Lord and I just started praying in tongues and weeping and laughing and crying and spending I don't know it probably seemed like a really long time but it might not have been that long with the Lord and then he told me he was fine and the next day they said everything that was wrong but they couldn't find anything. They nothing wow. was wrong. They had no reasoning why I was there, why he was there, nothing and they sent us mm. home. Wow. So, Catherine, yes. that's incredible. Yeah, so I have three boys that are healthy and happy, and life is super, super good. And so, and we decided we were done. Tom got fixed that week. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, I didn't tell you that part. I actually had false labor on Sunday. They sent me home Monday morning after spending a night in the hospital. He had an appointment for his um, consult on Monday. He was going to cancel it to stay home with me. And I told him, no, go. I knew how to call 911 and get an ambulance if I, I needed it. I knew how to call 911. <laughs> You're like, you are going to that vasectomy appointment. Yeah, so he did because I wanted to time it, you know, six weeks and six weeks. So it's fine. <laughs> wow. So we're good. Maybe someday we'll adopt a little girl or I don't know. Maybe That'd I'll just awesome. play with everybody else's around. But yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. So you guys have been through so much, so much life in 10 years. That's a ton of stuff. What do you feel like the Lord's really speaking in your heart right now and in this season of your life? Like what is he, what is he he whispering to you in this season? You know, right now actually is a super, super, super special good season with me and the Lord um, because I think it's the first time in 10 years that I've had got to be about me and not about someone else, if that makes mm. sense with me and the Lord. Well, you know, the boys were so busy and Hunter was a teenage, junior high teenager with Tom, with different job change. I don't know, just so much in 10 years that this last year, the boys being six and seven and Hunter graduating and going off to college, I have some breathing room in my life. No mm. one's in diapers. No one's in bottles. No one's nap time. Like they're both in school. So I have some breathing room. So I get to have time where I get to take time again a little bit. Like, I mean, life is still busy, but I get to actually have time to spend. Um, So for me and the Lord, he's just learning how, teaching me how to like love myself Hmm. and remember like what I enjoy and um, what brings peace to my soul and rest to my soul. And um, we've been journeying a lot about my health this last year. Um, I forgot to take care of myself while I took care of everybody else. Which is so easy to do. Yeah. Everybody tells you not to, 
I didn't really have good like boundaries on being healthy before babies. So of course there was none to keep, let alone establish any. I tried a few times, but it just didn't work. So this last year we've been just working on getting healthy from the inside out. Mm, And now this year we're focusing on getting healthy on the outside. When I say we're, I mean me and the Lord, because it really is like him that just speaks to my soul and to my mind and um, giving me a sound mind and just giving me confidence to be who he's created me to be and to love myself how he loves me that it's not selfish to take time for myself. Like right before this podcast, you know, we talked about my self care that I did today and doing things for myself. There's no guilt that comes with it. There's no, am I leaving my husband with the kids while I'm doing things like I'm fine? Like he encourages me, which is super great. It's really, really, really actually a really fun time for me and the Lord just to like reconnect and get to know him on a deeper level and what he wants for me as just me outside of being a mom and a wife. That's so good. That's so Mm. good, Catherine. I love this season of my life. It's probably, I turned 40 last year. Yeah, so it's good. I thought of getting 40 was like older and I wasn't sure. And everyone says it's great. It really is your best life. Like (laughs) I'm living my best life, guys. Yeah, I am. It's so good. Every time I say that, I'm like, man, my 39 years of my life were just hard, really, really hard. Mm. And so I like want to knock on wood every time I Yeah, life is good. But um, the Lord has really been faithful, super, super faithful. So I'm really enjoying the time that I get to spend talking to him. That's so good. I just love how you can go through so much with the Lord and there's still new things about his character that we can learn. Like it's so true. You know, over the years, it's like you think, oh, wow, like, I didn't know that about you, Lord. Like, that's so good, like in different seasons or situations and the good times and the bad times. But it's like, gosh, wow, like just the richness and the depth of like his character, I feel like you learn just in through time and just walking years and years with the Lord. It just your relationship just grows so deep. It does. It really does. It's like, you know, I always knew, even in my hardest of times, like having um, frustrations to the Lord or asking him why or whatever has never been um, something I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. Like I've always known since little, little girl, I've always known the Lord. And um, even in times where I didn't choose to do what was the right thing, I've always known. I don't think there's never been a day gone by where I'm like, Lord, I need you or I love you. Or I trust you. Or I have faith you're going to bring me through this. Mm-hmm. And he's always been good. But even in like his goodness, like, yes, you just get to know like, oh, oh, you're so good. Like it's a different level of goodness or a Mm -hmm. different kind. It's like, it's just always surprising. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're so faithful. You're so great. Even for no reason, even when it's just like a normal day, it's like, gosh, you're so good. And the time with him, it gets more intimate and deeper. And yeah, it's like, I don't know. You're right. It's learning more about him and who he is and how he loves us. And it's funny how it's just different that, you know, Yeah, it's just crazy, like, the depth of his love and to think that we're never even going to fully comprehend that here on this earth is pretty crazy. Yeah, it really is. It's funny because, like, as you say that, I'm, like, thinking, like, marriage, like, you know, you know your husband and you love your husband and you've been 10 years. And they say, like, the more longer and longer you're married, there's that saying, like, I love you more today than I did the day I married you. And it's like, okay, Hallmark card. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's like true because as you're married longer, but then yeah. even on like greater level with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, if we can get to know friends over the years and get yeah. to know them more and more and create more memories and more special times, the Lord is like, why couldn't that be the same with him? But Yeah, it's so good. And I just yeah. love hearing you speak about the goodness of God, even after you've been through so much, so much in your life in different seasons and your marriage and and loss and trauma and after trauma in in your life. I know we haven't talked about everything, Um, but at the end of the day, how you can just sit here and profess the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and how he's so restorative. Like that's incredible just in itself. Well, I just like don't even know how I would have journeyed any of it without knowing that I was going to get through it. Like sometimes I think I'm like, how fortunate that, I mean, you know, they ask you like, how, when did you get saved? And I'm always like, man, I think I was born saved. I don't really know. Like (laughs) I had a crazy childhood, but my mom did have me in, you know, Bible school when I was super young. And so I've just always known the Lord and I've always loved him so much. Mm -hmm. I always think when, you know, working at the church, I do a lot of pastoral care and a lot of ministry stuff. I'm always reminded like, man, these people have to go through these things. And it's interesting because I've been through so many different um, aspects of trauma or crazy or dysfunction or whatever you want to call it. So I unfortunately can relate with most yeah. people depending on, yeah. no matter what they're coming yep, from. Yep, I've been through that. But, yeah, it's like, oh, I actually do know what you're saying. They don't get to experience necessarily the peace that yeah. I know or the hope or knowing that even in the darkest, like I know, I don't know whether it's going to last a week or a month or a year or a day, but I know that the Lord will bring me through it. And so I can't yeah. imagine what people must experience Um being really tormented like it doesn't I'm not tormented like it's hard but I always have peace yeah, and you have hope always faithful yeah for sure absolutely and I think sometimes like that's maybe I don't want to say it, it's why I go through some of the things but different things like I've journeyed is um just to be able to for a testimony and to be able to share the goodness yeah. of the situation I've always said Lord I will go where you want me to go I'll do what you yeah. want me to do I will whatever you want, I'm yours. And maybe when I said that, he's like, okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm going to put you on Elise's podcast. Shoot, kidding. Not anymore. I'm 40. I'm done. <laughs> Self-care, me and you, Lord. <laughs> That's Anyways. it. Okay, Catherine. Yeah. So switching gears, what are three things that are just changing your life right now? Three things that are changing my life. Are you talking like spiritually or oh, practically? Just anything, or anything. Anything. My lashes. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're a lash girl. Yeah, I am. I jumped on that bank line and I'm not going back. They are <laughs> life changing. I'm not kidding. I don't care. It is the best thing I ever did. I never, ever, ever do anything for myself or even spend money on myself or nothing. And this last year, I decided that I didn't want to. Well, I don't have time in the morning. These boys of mine, I love (laughs) them to pieces, but they are something else. And in the mornings, they are hard. If I even go in the bathroom to shower, I come out to something in my home destroyed. They've destroyed (laughs) each other. Like, it's not good. Yeah. So every day, like, I know you, when you have a good day, it's because you feel good. When you look good, you feel good. Oh, sure. Well, when your morning is stressful, chaos, you barely get a shower, you can't wear makeup, and you have to pull your hair back every day, you don't really feel good, so it's (laughs) hard to have a good day. So now I can get lashes. 
I just still at least look like I'm alive and awake. No matter. You look beautiful. (laughs) You got done eyebrows. Thank you. Thank you. You got fancy eyebrows and you got lashes. I don't do those always, but right now they are. So um, yes, my lashes, they're life changing. Just lashes. (laughs) Just lashes. Okay. Mic drop. That could be all. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Put it in your budget, ladies. Put it in your budget. Put it in your budget. Okay. I have. it Catherine's Beauty. Catherine's Beauty. Catherine doesn't get nails or coffee (laughs) or anything else. I will put my Keurig and get my lashes. I got a gift certificate like two years ago, you guys, for lashes. And I have not done it. Like I haven't like tried. <laughs> I haven't like okay, because but you have to if you're gonna use it, you have to make sure you put in your budget to keep them because if you take them off, they'll ruin your lashes. And then yes. you will look worse than when you started. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I that's I think that's why I haven't done it. Because everyone's like, Oh, you gotta keep going, you gotta keep going. And so I'm like You do. I'm I'm not I can't. I'm not gonna be that yep. person who's gonna be like consistent. I I mean as you know, I don't get out to do much self-care either. <laughs> yeah. So what I can do at home is kind of what I can do for myself right now. Anyone yeah. who wants to come to my house and help a sister out, by yeah. all means, you message me and I will gladly receive your services. But That's oh so goodness. Funny. I love it. So good. Okay, my friend, thank you so much for coming on the show and just being faithful to share like what the Lord's done in your life in this season. I just, I love you so much. You're you're amazing. Thank you for having me. I love you too. I was like, I forget we were on here and just got to talk with you and talk about myself. Who doesn't love to talk about ourselves for an hour? Well, I know. (laughs) Pretty great. All right. Thanks, friend. Can you guys believe that the first baby girl Catherine ever held after Macy passed away was my daughter Monroe as a baby? I had no idea she was going to say that. And just to think, like Carrie was, you know, four and a half years ago, just a postpartum crying crazy mess and in walks Catherine just this incredible friend that says I got you you're gonna be okay you're a great mom and just to think what a moment that was for her oh gosh as as we were chatting that was just such a special little gift to hear from my friend I just loved our conversation I love this friend Catherine I'm so amazed at how she has walked through so much and just continues to proclaim the faithfulness of God in her life It just amazes me as I talk with people on the show, the richness and the depth of the Lord's character with that we get to learn about as we walk with the Lord through these different seasons and and different stories. That's part of why I just love this show is just to hear uh, all that God's doing in, in our lives and others' lives. It's powerful stuff. I hope and pray you're encouraged today. All right, friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're listening. Uh, as long as you guys uh, are loving this show, I will be here. I will be here. If you're a fan and you'd like to show your support, here's what you can do. You can go ahead and go subscribe in your podcast app wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave me a review on iTunes. These reviews are not just about me feeling better about myself, but they actually help tons of other women and ladies and people just find this show. So this would be so helpful. Um, if you want to head over and leave a review, you can find me on Instagram at perfectly wonderfully made for updates, um, and fun stuff over there. 
feel free to message me too. I would love to hear what you guys are thinking about the show, how it's encouraged you or uplifted you. It's one of the most favorite things about my day when I get direct messages from you guys um, just about how the show is encouraging your life. If you've got ideas or things you want to connect with me about, feel free to let me know. And then if you would tell your friends, that would be so awesome. I would love to encourage more women in your life, more people in your life. So go ahead. If you enjoyed the show today, go ahead and tell someone about it. I would love that. You guys know there is so much negativity and false narratives surrounding childbirth in our culture. There's just a whole lot of stuff that isn't true out there. Um, And so I really, really am passionate about being that voice of truth, of encouragement, um, of providing evidence-based information so that you can make the decisions about your birth that are best for you and no one else. I would love, love, love for you guys to check out my new online course, Your Best Birth Course. Lots of great info over there for you. If you have questions about the course, shoot me a message. I would love to chat with you, get you the information that you need. Or if you have pregnant friends that may um, be looking for some childbirth education here in the near future, send them to my website, yourbestbirthcourse.com. I'm so excited for you to get into this course and learn all that you need to, to to have that experience where you really do feel uh, so respected, so cared for, so loved, and that your birth can really truly be a positive, a positive experience for you. So head on over yourbestbirthcourse.com and enroll in my online course. You can use the promo code podcast today for $50 off of your course. Thank you guys. You're awesome. I'm praying for you and I will see you next week.